Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor if you've ever asked yourself the question why do christians speak with these crazy weird terms sometimes called christianese you found the right podcast i'm mark dickey and i'm burt miller this is the why do christians podcast Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark Dickey. I host the afternoon show on the Christian radio station, The Bridge. My co-host is Bert Miller, lead pastor at Solid Ground Church in Lewis, Delaware. Bert, how are you today? Oh, man. Mark, too blessed to be stressed, Dickey. I'm doing great. <laughs> That's perfect for this episode. Thank you. Yeah. I have, I have blessed as one of the terms oh, we're going to be talking man. about. <laughs> okay. Well, why are we talking about this stuff? Like, What, 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 what are we talking about today? I appreciate your quick segue. Thank you. But I have to bring attention to something. So you're going to instantly undo it? Yep. Okay, go. Today, on the date of recording, we have been Facebook friends for eight years. Hey, let's go get a cake after this. Uh, I'll, no. I'll get the insulin. No, <laughs> let's, let's go get a nice head of lettuce. It's <laughs> sugar-free. Let's, well... <laughs> We'll put, we a can- can- we'll put a candle in some broccoli. I can eat meat. Uh, I feel like, like some bacon. All right. So anyway, I just wanted to get the, the, the anniversary. You okay. know, did, I just wanted to know if you remembered. It- <laughs> Not only did I remember, I have this present for you right here. <gasps> yeah. It's what I always wanted. Yeah. A top fan badge. <laughs> wow. Have you do seen I, those? Do I know you or... No, I don't even know what that is. What is that? They're on Facebook. If you're like part of a group and you comment a lot, you get this like fake top fan badge. Is, is that something that people aspire for? Or is it like an embarrassment thing? Like like, like if, if that showed up next to your name, would you be excited about that? Or would you be like, oh man, I've, I've wasted a lot of my time? No, they're pretty easy to get. Really? But like you would think it would be something you're excited about. Well, if they're easy to get, I mean, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All the Facebook stuff aside... Uh, we are here because we want to talk about kind of funny things Christians say. Mm-hmm. And uh, specifically, this came up because we had a, a friend of the show, Terrell, uh, wrote in. He said, hey, loving this podcast. Question, why do Christians like using the words fellowship instead of hanging out? Mm. And Terrell, you have opened up the door to endless Christian so phrases many. and terms and yes. uh, what is often dubbed as Christianese. And yeah. it's, you don't think you're speaking, in a, if you're a Christian, you don't even realize you're doing it because everybody at church talks this way. Right. It's the lingo. It, it's the jargon. <laughs> and uh, I used to think, I was like, I'll never talk that way. Mm. And then I got a job at a Christian radio station. And now you talk that way? Every time I haven't used the word blessed, yeah. I haven't gotten into using the word blessed okay. on a daily basis, okay. Okay. but I have to fight. <laughs> Pardon me. Sorry. I have to fight to not use the word blessed. Okay. All right. Well, should we, should we, from the jump 
like maybe as we go into this topic, answer Terrell's question. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that there's there's a couple of ways to take that, right? Like first one is this, like kind of what you're talking about is just whenever you're part of any group, there's just phraseology that comes with the group, right? So you know, like I uh, I took my son to uh, a music store uh, the other week, like because he's really into playing the electric guitar, and you know that's that's his his it's his jam. Literally, it is <laughs> the guitar shop. Yeah, and so we go in there, and the guy who works there is talking with him a little bit and he's asking him like all these technical questions about the guitar and I played the guitar, but I still had no idea what he was talking about. He's like, you know, Oh, are you interested in a, in a flanger zoom and like with the, <laughs> the, 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 the whaminometron and all this stuff. He's like, Oh yeah, that was originated by so-and-so back in 1967 and, and you like, want humbuckers. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. that I know. The, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things where like, listen, like just when you're part of something, there are terms that are, that just are inherent with, Mm-hmm. that particular group it's not good or bad just is um and so a lot of these words like just they're they're cultural with being part of it but they are they they are within grasp of understanding they're not like a you know what what will we do right so like so you know Terrell's question why do christians use the word fellowship instead of uh hanging hang out. out yeah well um there, there's a couple reasons for that i mean I think most people, when they use that, they're they're talking about largely the same things. But the truth is that the word fellowship has a much more spiritual connotation to it than just uh, getting together with some friends, because fellowship is intentional. Um, fellowship involves some kind of spiritual growth as a result of the of the time together. So, um, for instance, like some some prime examples of uh, this word that that we say fellowship. Um, sort of picking up steam would be like, I'm thinking about Acts 2 when the first church ever is described, right? And it says in Acts 2, 42, it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. And that word right there um, in the Greek is the Greek word koinonia. And it shows up a few times, and it's talking about um, giving to other people, um, enjoying time together, but also like that there's a spiritual intention towards it, that you're growing together, uh, that you're sacrificing for them, that you're... Uh, intentionally meeting for building up um, each other's lives. And so like, you know, versus I I might hang out with a friend and watch a movie and do nothing. Um, But if we say, hey, like we're having fellowship at our church, it might be, hey, here's an event. We're gonna have a Bible study or we're gonna have a a dinner with the goal of forming community so that we can be there with each other. So I would say fellowship is a lot more intentional than just hanging out. And that's what's kind of weird about it for me is fellowship feels like work. Really? It's That's like, interesting. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a goal for this. It's specifically so that you can have a friend. Yeah. And uh, I can I de- I still have to decode when somebody says it's a time of fellowship. Yeah. I have to go. Okay, it's a time of hanging out, but with the goal of the in- yeah right 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 with the goal of yeah which makes it which puts a little pressure on it <laughs> honestly for me. You had better be so charming at that fellowship, <laughs> like because if I don't feel as though I have I have formed a friendship that friendship that i know will benefit my life you sir and anyone else <laughs> at church has not done your job so that's that's all sarcasm yeah, all sarcasm, yeah, yeah 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 well and you know it's funny that we started with the word fellowship i w- did a quick uh google search okay of just some christianese stuff and uh i found a very negative article about it oh and uh i would say how about glass half empty? Okay. Pessimistic okay. view of Christianese. So probably a non-Christian writing. Yeah. Um, 
trying to explain what Christians are talking about. Well, I, I want to hear it, but that's like that kind of perspective is not unique to those outside the church. Like, I'm thinking of like there are uh, church uh, planters, church growth movement people who will talk about the idea of removing what's called insider language. And what they mean is like use terms that everybody else outside the church uses so that you don't confuse anybody who's who's outside or who's new to this. But I, I think honestly that's just kind of impossible. Like there are always going to be words that are inherent with being part of a culture and a group. Um, so I don't know how realistic that is, but that's absolutely not just an outside of the church perspective thing. Mm, mm. Well, this article called Fellowship Organized Gluttony. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I guess they're assuming a fellowship that always involves food. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting. But actually, now I don't care about that article anymore. I want to talk more about what you just said. Oh. Um, <laughs> the, the, the outsider terminology. Yeah. Something we have to be careful with with Christianese is it puts a wall up. Well, it. Yeah, I mean, it can, but I just think that's true of anything. I think it comes down to, like, if you want to learn it, you can learn it, right? Like, you know, like, like when I watch football, right? When I got into football, right? And they're talking about, you know, holding or offsides. Mm-hmm. Okay, when I first started watching football, I didn't know what those terms meant. Right. But, hey, I was dedicated to wanting to enjoy the game, and so I learned what those terms meant. Um, I think, like, it, it would be one thing if it's, like, you know, the, the church – or people in a church like mock somebody for not knowing what a term means. That's that's inappropriate. Well, the the direction that I'm going with this is if the if the goal of church is to share the word, mm-hmm. and you make yourself someone who is hard to understand or hard to identify with. Right. So most people, unless you grew up in the church, you have a native tongue, or so to speak. Like you have a way that you speak, and then when you join this group of people, you become a Christian and start mm-hmm. going to church, you learn these new phrases, and in the process, forget how to not use those phrases. I see what you're saying. And that puts a wall up. It makes you specifically- Seem weird. It makes you seem weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that, that, that that's a fair point. I, I think, again, though, like, you're, you're well, I mean, it, it, you really can't form any kind of definitive- rule set for how and how not to include Christian words in your vocabulary if you're a Christian, right? Because, right? like, just by nature of what you are, the Bible talks about how we are, we're called aliens. It doesn't mean, like, UFO, but, like, like foreigners in a foreign land. Like, this earth is not our home. And, and mm. the point is that we're going to be weird to the outside world. Like, yeah. we are a peculiar people. Um, and just by nature of what we believe, and sometimes there'll be misunderstanding. That's happened as long as there's been a church. Like, um, you can find ancient, I think it's Roman uh, writings talking about how uh, the, this weird group called Christians were in their gatherings eating babies, if you can believe that or not. Ugh. And the reason they thought that was because they heard about how Christians would eat the body and blood of Christ. Oh, no. <laughs> and so they assumed that that's what that meant. I mean, like, so you talk about like Ugh. colossal misunderstanding, but you know, could that be communicated better? Probably. But the truth is just sometimes there are going to be misunderstandings. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like you think about when I talk to my four-year-old, my mind knows don't use certain words in that conversation. Yeah. But I guess I can counter my own point that when I first started talking to my daughter, I was baby talking for the most part. Right. 
but your daughter also learns more words being around you who's speaking. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you have to be mindful of it. Mark, I feel like this this episode might need to be called Why Do Christians Not Have Any Solutions to the, the Problem that we're, <laughs> that we're Raising? Um, wait, are, are there other is Christi- it a problem? Though? No, it's not. I, I don't think it is. But like, are, are there other Christianese words that that uh, have come up that maybe we could define or or talk about? Yeah, you already said one of them: planting churches. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you asking what that means? <laughs> I guess you would because we're, <laughs> <'cause> we're <laughs> yeah. So what that what that term means is like a, a church that's being started. Um, the reason that that. Uh, we typically would use that language like church plant. Um, there's a few places. One would be Jesus talking about uh, the gospel being uh, delivered to the world, the gospel with the good news that Jesus has come into the world, that he's died for your sins and mine and risen from the dead. Um, he likens it. He tells a story of what's called a parable, which is a figurative story where he's trying to illustrate a point with it. He says, like, uh, the the going for the gospel is like a farmer sowing seed, right? Like, so mm. some falls on a path, some falls on rocky soil, some... Uh, uh, doesn't take root, right? And, and, and I mean, on and on goes, right? Well, actually, not on and on. There's four things he says with it. But the point is, the the word of that is likened to something being planted in the ground. Mm. Um, and so you, you could you could look at it from that language. It could also just be like, hey, we're you know we're uh, being planted by another group, meaning like there's a church down the road who's sending out a group to start up a location in, in a new space. But a church plant, what that just means is it's a church start, like it's a new church that's beginning. Mm. All right, this is a two-parter. Bless and blessed. Oh, okay. What do they mean? <laughs> Hang on a second. Get my Greek up here. What's go. funny is, oh, that blessed me. Yeah. Oh, I'm so blessed by this experience. And I guess when I'm saying that, which I try not to, but when I'm saying it, I'm trying to explain that my heart feels good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, it, it did right by you. Yeah, like it maybe it brought me joy. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just a good thing, but it 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 did some did some work on my soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think in, in the in the Christian verbiage, typically how American Christians use it would be that exact way. Like, man, that that made me feel better, or that like you know, gosh, we're falling into the rabbit trail of other Christian phrases like that built me up, right? Right, right. Um, but that would be the idea behind it. Also, it could be. The idea of being blessed, it could be that, hey, I see this thing that I've been given as having come from God. And so, mm-hmm. in the way, like, God has blessed me. Like, he gave me something um, that I didn't deserve, or, or he graciously, like, kindly gave me this thing. And the same way I like to say, to, to, to bless something would be to uh, build it up, speak well of it. Um, the, the word that we translate as blessed in the Hebrew, most oftentimes, uh, is the Hebrew word Baruch. Um, and there's all kinds of stuff that's uh, associated with it. It can be talking about like a state of happiness. Um, it can also talk about uh, a sense of praise would be another one. So you might think about like, it's also about like, like bless the Lord. And what's it saying? It's saying praise God, like thank him, worship him. Mm-hmm. Like um, th- those would be uh, ways to use that phrase. And that's actually interesting because you can think about like, you know, here, here on the bridge, like, Every now and then, uh, you guys might play the song uh, 10,000 Reasons, right, mm-hmm. by Matt Radbin, right? Like, so bless the Lord, oh my soul, right? Which he, he's quoting the Psalms there. And that one's actually really neat because, like, when David says that, he's commanding his soul to praise God. Meaning, like, he doesn't feel like it. He's disciplining himself to praise God. Mm. Um, 
Mm. It's cool, right? That is cool. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah, way. yeah. You uh, brought up another one. Uh, yeah. Praise God. Um, okay. It's not quite Christianese, right. but it's something Christians say. And right. uh, I had a roommate that would save us all the time. Yeah. And I thought he was so weird. <laughs> and then it clicked that what he's doing in this moment is, wow, that's a good thing in my life. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. To God. Yeah. I didn't have good luck today. Wow. I didn't like. Things no, didn't randomly go my way. Today is great because there's a God who loves me. That's awesome. And so even though I thought it was, I, I didn't actually make fun of him, but in my mind I made fun of him. But now, now I intentionally look for opportunities to say, oh, that was God in this moment. Yeah. So yeah. if you ever hear me say, praise God, that's me sure. putting my foot down and saying, yes. Love it, man. <laughs> I have a friend who will regularly use the phrase, bless God. And it's the same exact application. That's what he means when he's saying that. Like, you know, God, thank you for this. You know, praise God. Like, like how, how are you doing today, man? Oh, bless God, I'm doing great. What's he saying? He's saying, God has made it so I'm doing great. And I'm, mm. and I'm so thankful for that. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Mark, do you like commercials? I do. Don't we all? Wouldn't it be great if we had a sponsor for this podcast? Mark, nothing would make me happier. Well, you could sponsor this podcast by contacting us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. You could be a hot dog stand. A, a cheese grater company. You could sell furniture. Or Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Contact us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. I, I think that's it. I think we got it. Okay, another one, and this one's just so funny. Doing life together. <laughs> yeah. Those three words are normal words that everyone right. uses, but in that combination, oh, it's yeah. such a Christian phrase. It, it totally is. So, you know, with this idea of doing life together, I, I'm going to use a word right now that, you know, what we should do. Let's just get a ding every time we we use this word during this podcast because it, it's such another Christian-y word, but it... <laughs> We, you can't not say it. So with the idea of doing life together, what that means is that a group of people are usually intentional. Uh, <laughs> did, that, did that come through on the mic? Mark has a drumstick now. He's, he's hitting a, a thing of metal. There we go. Uh, that a group is intentionally uh, gathering together with the intention of, uh, of fellowshipping. So uh, what, what, how you'll typically hear that used in church when they say doing life together, it's almost exclusively around being part of a small group. Which is a, a, like a group yeah. meeting at somebody's house, and they um, and, and they get together for Bible study, prayer, um, and again, our word from earlier is not intentional, but fellowship. Ah, no, that was a false thing. I said fellowship. <laughs> anyway, um, that's usually how it's used. It's like doing life together means like you're part of a group, but but it also means like hey, you're part of a church. Like hey, w- when we are part of a church community, we're not just sort of nebulous beings where we're off to our own self, and we and we come together and worship God and then leave and we're not connected to anybody. Instead, doing life together means that um, I'm part of a community who's going to be there for me and I'm going to be there for them. Mm-hmm. And so that's usually, it's going to either have to do with being part of a church or being part of a small group that you're going to hear that phrase used. You might have already or, or said maybe, this. Or, even like, or maybe like you got a group of people that, like a group of friends, and they might not be like affiliated with the church specifically, but I'm telling you what, like they, they are absolutely intentional about... Uh, talking about God's stuff together and growing together. Yeah. And what's funny about, is there another word than intentional? Hey! Um, <laughs> like, 
it's kind of like we talked about the f- the the word fellowship at the beginning. Can't not say it now. It's it's hanging out on purpose. Yeah. And so the doing life together phrase is we're not just getting together to do the football game or we're not just getting together because right. it's Taco Tuesday. Right. But because. And also you can, you, you can text me during the week. Let me know what's going on with you. And I'm going to uh, chat with you. I'll pray with you. We'll talk about whatever's go- like what highs, lows. Um, but we will, we will I'm gonna say the word again. We will intentionally uh, make that a priority. What's funny is, so is that intention? Oh. Hit, it. <laughs> Hit it again. Oh, I was going to say Christianese, but it, it came. There he is. I was going to say, is that Christianese? <laughs> but I've been hearing the word intention so much. I say said, it again. There we go. Is there another word for that? Is there like another word for what? <laughs> I'm not saying it. Okay. Uh, deliberately. Deliberately. Being deliberate. Okay. 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 Let's do a new term. Please. <laughs> Please. If um, it's intentional, I'm going to be very upset. No, no, you don't have to. Uh, okay. There's some effort to make that sound, by the way. Great job. I, I'm hitting the bottom of a chair with a drumstick that's not in my hand. And Wow. <sighs> Wait, right. the drumstick's not in your hand? No. Are you using the force? I, well, no. <laughs> I have to pick the drumstick up. Oh, you mean you're running to grab the drumstick? I have to grab the God, drumstick. I'm sorry. Okay. Lean over and smack the chair. Got it. Okay. I'm sorry. So I, we'll, I, get, I, we'll get a real bell next I can, time. <laughs> I completely misunderstood. Okay. Got it. Um, so this one cracks me up. Uh, Christians like to say loving on. Yeah. That's one of the creepier ones. It's a little weird. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I'll never forget a friend getting up on stage. He was uh, raising money for a ministry that helps pregnant or uh, teen moms. No, already. I don't, I don't like what's about to happen. And uh, yeah. All right. I just need, I just need to mentally prep myself. Okay. Go go ahead. Go ahead. And you know, it it was a great presentation, but what the phrase he said was, so we're just going to be out there loving on some, Teen moms and no, their babies. There's better ways to say what you're, <laughs> what you're trying to to. But if, a, come if you're a Christian li- listening to this, odds a, are good you're like, oh, that's so nice. No, it's not. That's so nice that they that they're loving on those teen mothers. Bro, I've been a Christian for almost thirty years. I'm uncomfortable with that. <laughs> like, I okay, maybe like if you like just oh, I don't want to bash your friend who I don't know. Um. I'm uncomfortable right now. <laughs> yeah, Almost so, so uncomfortable that I would consider pulling this out of the episode, but I think I'm going to leave it in. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So it's just weird. It's a little bit weird. Yeah. So the phrase uh, loving on what, what it means is being kind to, to show love, to show love. Yeah. Like, Hey, we're going to uh, help somebody with, uh, something in life, whether that be emotionally, whether that be like a need they might have with, you know, maybe they need groceries, maybe they need uh, somebody to be there for them. Maybe they need, you know, just something practical. So uh, it could be an intentional kind. Oh, I said it again. Um, it could be, ah, it could be a, a deliberate act of kindness uh, that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Could you imagine if we had a bell during your sermons? Dude, I don't think, I don't think I ever say intentional no. during sermons. Oh no, no. 
All right. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> the the idea of loving on is basically doing well by someone with a deliberate thought behind it. Hey, let, let me let me dole out the grace and compassion towards someone. Mm, yeah. I need a secondary bell for the word deliberate. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. <laughs> no, that's not fair. All right. So sticking with the love topic. Okay. Uh, Christians also love to use the term love offering. Yeah. And uh, this is often, maybe there's a guest missionary, <laughs> a guest yeah. a, a guest at church, yeah. and they're not getting paid for this, but we really want to show them we appreciate them. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me tell you what a love offering is. A love offering is a non-budgeted offering. That's what a love offering is. <laughs> a love offering is, hey, we, we, we didn't, uh, like, we're either not paying the person very well or or we're not paying them at all. And the only way they're going to be compensated for being here is we're going to pass the plate right now and right. ask you to pick up the bill. Um, or if we feel like, man, they just, or, or it could also be like a, a tip for a waiter, like a, Hey, you've done such a great job. Let me give to you above what I may have otherwise, but love offering has to do with, uh, Hey, somebody needs to get paid and we're going to make that happen. It's a tip jar. It's a tip jar, but it's really uncomfortable to say when a, a someone from yeah. India comes well, you to your were, church. You, you want to show them love. I, I, I get it. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I like. Go uh, ahead and pull out your phone and scan the QR code to join the Patreon offering. Oh man, <laughs> I like this. One, Actually, that's probably a pretty good idea for missionaries. I like. I had a buddy um, who was part of uh, an Assemblies of God church, and Assemblies of God. Uh, is a Pentecostal denomination, and um, he was uh, <laughs> he was getting married, and and on the way out, uh, the pastor's like, "Hey, everybody, make sure you give him a Pentecostal handshake." And what he meant <gasps> for that was, they, like, slip a twenty in your hand and shake the guy's hand, and then they would, uh, like, so everybody in the church would just bless him. So they, like, I think he was able to pay for his honeymoon or something like that. With that was really really kind. And that's, that's a, awesome. That's a neat term. Like, it's not a, a wide enough term that would probably come up as Christianese, but that always made me me smile that they they, they did that. You know? Did you come to my wedding? No. Okay. I wasn't invited. <laughs> we were friends on Facebook, I think. Yeah. Wait, you, was I? Right about then. Okay. Eight years. All right. Hold on. You mean to tell me, even though we were friends on Facebook, <laughs> I didn't get an invite to the Dickie Gala that- I guess not. Wow. Wow. I guess not. Then then how good of friends on Facebook were we, Mark? It was just the first year. Did we know each other at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we knew each other. Huh. All right, we'll have to unpack this later. Why do Christians stop doing podcasts together because of personal <laughs> issues? Okay, you no. weren't invited to my wedding either. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Anyway, well, at my wedding, we had like a a, a box for cards and stuff, uh -huh. and it just so happened to be a briefcase. And so, as they like saw us out of the reception hall, yeah, the table right by the entrance to the reception. There's this open briefcase full of cards, which it's a wedding, so they're full of money. Yeah. And so everyone's clapping, and I'm, like, waving, and uh -huh. I grab the lid to the briefcase and, like, slam it shut, and I, like, pick it up. Did you cuff I it just, to your arm? <laughs> I wish I had handcuffs. Okay. I just, yeah, I felt like a guy in, like, an action <laughs> movie. I've just got this suitcase full of money. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Cool. Okay. <laughs> All right, next term. Give my life to Jesus. Yes. That's... 
uh, or uh, maybe even testimony. Oh, when did you get saved? When did you give your life to Christ? There's a lot of them right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, behind it would be the idea of a person's desire to be a Jesus follower. Like, hey, I believe Jesus died for my sin and rose from the dead. And I want to structure my life around what uh, he uh, has said is good for life. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be the idea of giving my life to Jesus. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. I want um, for I, I want to know God. I want to um, have God in my life. That would be probably the best way to say it. give your life to Jesus. Would be I'm not in control of my life anymore. I'm handing the direction of it over to uh, the Lord. That's great. All right, here's a this one might cause a little stir. Oh, okay, okay controversy hedge of protection yeah okay um hedge of protection would be actually this comes from the book of job i think with the idea of uh oh let me use it in context oh okay i'm sorry go oh you're going into the city you're going to a bad neighborhood i'm gonna pray for a hedge of protection around you while you travel right so it comes from in the book of job in chapter one there's this prologue where satan is standing before god and um He's complaining that God won't let him destroy Job. And he says to him in Job 1.10, he says, have you not placed a hedge of protection around him? And the image is like, you know, like a a plant or a bush or however you want to translate that, but it's something that's keeping someone from getting to someone else. Mm. Um, and so the idea of a hedge of protection, when somebody prays that, basically what they're saying is, we're going to pray for God to make it so that bad things don't touch you, that don't, don't get to you, right? So whether that be calamity, whether that be hardship, um, tragedy or, or, or something along those lines that, that that's what's behind that thought um, as far as like how we pray that when we pray that should we always pray that will that prayer always be answered that one I can say definitively no but um, like the the when and where of that is a, is a subject of debate mm-hmm. um, but that, that's what the thought behind it is okay traveling mercies yeah Again, usually what that means is I want to go somewhere and get back with no problems. Um, and, and <laughs> I didn't even it. realize they were the same. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Like I want, I want to enjoy my trip. I want, you know, my car won't break down. I don't get food poisoning while I'm there. Uh, you know, if I'm going on a missions trip, traveling mercies, let me uh, have an impact where I'm going that people's lives would be better for me being there. But, but still don't let the roof cave in where I'm staying, you know, let the <laughs> hot water be hot. Yeah. Like, you know, that's usually it just say, hey, let something go well while I'm traveling. Right. This one, secular. Yes. Which is just yeah, an interesting concept because it it's the... It's, There's the sacred and the secular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So sacred would be Christian stuff. Secular would be stuff that's not Christian. Right? <laughs> that's the way to say it, right? So, like, you've got, you know, think about the way people divide music. There's Christian music and there's secular music. And, and the, those are very, very big, big categories. Um, but secular would be, you know, like I watch a secular TV show. What am I saying? It's a, it's a show that's not Christian in nature. It doesn't have a Christian message to it. it um, sometimes that can be uh, innocuous, meaning like it doesn't, it's not good or bad. It's just a thing that exists. Sometimes it can be, oh no, this is like secular. It could be, it's leading you to a bad place. It's got a mm-hmm. bad message to it. Um, or, you know, the, the content of it, the way that it's made or it's run by or supported by uh, a worldview that is not, uh, leading towards or coming from a place of leading towards Christ. I, I would argue so far on this list that that is the word that will make you 
sound the most Christian secular of all of them. Yeah. Because if you're not a Christian, yeah, you're not thinking about that concept whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, well, I'm a part of this club mm-hmm. and you're not part of the club. Right. Let's keep bringing up the fact that you're not a part of this club or this thing's not a part of this thing that I'm a part of. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I've, I've known very few Christians to look at the, their non-Christian friends, family and love. No, no, no. And, and like, it's never, in, it's never intentional. Yeah. <laughs> it's never intentional. You're not trying to say, look at how I'm different, but the way I would say it comes across to the sure. person who is not Christian. Right. So it's never of ill intent. Well, I've, I've, just, I've never heard a Christian say that to a non-Christian person. Like you're saying, I mean, I'm sure there, there are what, 2 billion Christians on the planet right now. I'm sure it's, it's happened. I, I've just never been around to see it used in that way. I, I've only ever heard it within insider language of like the way people are explaining why they're watching or, uh, or participating in something that is or is not Christian. I've, I've never seen it done in this way of like looking at someone else and or even somebody who's outside the church overhearing that term. I mean, it's not, it's not, not that we have private terms that like, no, but I, I've just never heard it applied like that. I, it reminds me of the, the kind of the rule that, uh, you ever heard it's not what you say, it's what they hear. Mm. Like you could say exactly what you want to say. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's your favorite secular artist? And that is a perfectly fine sentence you're you're saying name a non-christian artist that you love yes but to a non-christian they hear well isn't all music secular i don't i've never categorized things christian and non-christian because i don't think about christian things because i'm not a christian sure yeah and i think that just really i I think that's one of the most dividing christianese terms could be i mean isn't it crazy like unintentional okay it's amazing to me like there's so many words and and jargon that we that we have um so should we maybe like should we do uh another episode on this at some point or i mean that would be great yeah because i mean we could just go on for days yeah yeah so if if there's a christian term that you have heard or you're like oh yeah i want to hear them talk about this yeah or uh maybe tell tell me what anointed means (laughs) yeah definitely send us in your suggestions maybe we'll do a uh christianese part two sure and uh you can send your your Christianese terms, your questions for future episodes. If you'd like a, a whole episode dedicated to something specific, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. It's podcast at wearethebridge.org. Again, I'm Mark Dickey. I host the afternoon show on the bridge. I'd love for you to join me, whether you live on Delmarva or South Jersey. You can listen to one of the many frequencies at wearethebridge.org. You can find it or listen to it right there on the website, wearethebridge.org. If you want to learn more about Pastor Burt's ministry, solidground.church is the website. And again, thank you so much for listening.